Hey guys. Yeah. Great. I'm here. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's a really interesting time, obviously, holiday season. But uh, yeah, Hanukkah started. I think we're on the second night, the third night tonight. And uh, we talk a little bit about how it began. About second, about uh, well, second BC. Can you hear me okay? So we have a cold. Yes, I know. You have something on in your background? Uh, the radio or uh, the... No, go ahead. I'll take us off the speaker. You go to the speaker corner. Oh, okay. Turn your speaker off. You have something directly to the phone. We're getting feedback. Thank All you right. very much. Mr. Bill. Uh, Rona introduced you, and also Judge uh, Martina Peterson is on the line with us, and... We hope to have a great show, and then we also should have another young lady coming on soon. We want her to learn. We need to know what her ideas on Hanukkah is, but Mr. Bill, I've got a lot of nothing but great things people have said about you, so did you want to tell them that, that your check's in the mail? Can you, you, you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's you, David, because there's some, some echo with uh, MC as well. We love to hear the history, and, and I think that to start off with this, that everybody has a understanding of what Hanukkah is and how it started. If you could give us just a little bit of the history so we could understand it a little bit better and put it in the top of perspective. Sure. Thank you very much. So about the 200 BC, uh, the Greeks were in control of uh, Jerusalem. And uh, they imposed a series of rules and laws to disband the Jewish people and to prevent Jewish people from uh, engaging in ceremonies at the temple. Just a brief history of that, the temple at the time was the center place for Jewish customs. And uh, it was where sacrifices took place, prayers took place, everything was focused on the temple. It was the destruction of the second temple later. Uh, that the rituals and things would then become more uh, uh, homebound because there was no there was no temple anymore. But in any event, the Greek uh, uh, ruler essentially they, they they had a temple built or some sacrifices. Very amazing. They, they built a temple essentially within that temple or, or nearby it, the Zeus, I believe. And so that was a major offense. They were slaughtering pigs, actually, which obviously is probably no no Jewish religion. And so the uh, a group rose up, and it became known as the Maccabees, which means the hammer. And Judah Maccabees came in and, and essentially pushed the Romans out. Then uh, uh, at that point, they were starting to re-consecrate the, the temple, and uh, uh, they had oil because oil was what was used at the time for for many things and many ceremonies, including lighting, and they had oil only to last for one day, but that oil miraculously lasted for eight days. So that's the basis for the eight days of Hanukkah. Uh, oil itself, which was used for lighting, took on its own importance. And so based on that, we have foods that are made in oil. There's a jelly donut that, we have, that I don't necessarily have, but that could be part of it. The other part, the other thing we have are what people know of the pancakes or potato latkes are fried in oil. And so those are the things, and from that, games have developed, like a tomato game where 
spinning uh, spinning top and we, we play with uh, uh, coins or chocolates or things like that. Uh, so that's the basics uh, of Hanukkah, at least from historical Let me ask you this. Uh, are you Jewish? Yes. Okay. You know what I want to do? I applaud you. And I wish that my people would get rid of the Crawdad syndrome because we do not help one another. When you guys stick together, when one person come over, the other, and I, I have a lot of good Jewish friends, but I need to talk to you, and I think somebody else might have an hour in St. Louis how the thing works. Well, no, we, we have a good Jewish community here. As a matter of fact, the high school I went to, so that high school, it was a nice, you know, with the Southern Jewish high school here in St. Louis, it was get open. And uh, also, I go to the Jewish, uh, Jewish hospital. So we have a nice Jewish community here in St. Louis. And so we're at the university before the same culture. And I went to uh, everybody, I, I, they know I grew up in St. Louis, but I went to Fort Watkins Ladue High School and grew up um, in the Ladue School District. And I remember very distinctly seeing a little girl um, on Mondays and Wednesdays, all of my friends went to Hebrew school um, after school, so I had nobody to play with. And so I remember speaking to the school and looking in the classroom and waving at my friends as they studied um, their Hebrew lessons um, and feeling very, very envious, like the like empty as we in the African American community didn't have anything like that where we are united in our. Um, um, let me ask you, Mr. Bell, um, about the menorah. Um, why is that lit every night? And what kind of prayers and foods do you have when you celebrate Hanukkah? So the, the prayers, uh, sure, we light one candle every night. There's eight candles, plus the one called the Chamish, which is used to light the other eight. And the, each candle represents one day of Hanukkah, so at the end, the menorah has a total of eight candles lit, plus the shamish to, that we use just to light the other ones. The food that we have, there's always food with uh, any type of celebration or any type of holiday, particularly Judaism. And so we have, uh, it's uh, potato lachas, which are, I guess the best I can describe is potato pancakes that are fried, like pan fried. And we have with sour cream and applesauce. That seems to be the big one. Um, donuts, but I, I read, frankly, read about that I've never had. So, uh, but those, that's what, those are kind of big ones. There's prayers that are said uh, each night, uh, basically two prayers for each night that are said, uh, and uh, one one special one is said on the, the first night as well for a total of three. So that's the ceremony. It, takes, it goes very quickly. And... Uh, um, it's just a nice time to get just a little bit of a getting to get just a little bit of a getting together for the family. So, you know, I want to say that I want to open the conversation with um, to dedicate this to memory of the six million Jews or Jewish people that that's a large amount of people, and also we have nine eleven. We also have what is taking place now. And this Jewish lady that owned the M&M &M Bakery that was on 35th 
31st and Limwood, and Woodland, I mean, she eventually sold her place to a couple of her pimps that happened to be African American. But I have been working, I worked for Parkview Drugstore back in the 70s, and that was owned by the Jewish community or people in that culture. So I know something about you guys and have always admired you guys and just you have the stick to it when people leave uh, Israel or uh, come here, we always seem to find a way to work together. That's something another thing I I mentioned that uh crawl dead syndrome, but that's something else we should practice as people. Mr. Bell? Yes. I, I realize that uh, Judaism is the, I believe, oldest um, religion, and most people don't realize how just how old it is, or how you calculate your your, your years. Um, the Hebrew uh, calendar is a lunar calendar. Is that correct? That's correct. And so, and so there's a Hebrew calendar that goes alongside the calendar that we use in our country, uh, and so you, you, you would have a, like a, a birthday, potentially, although I don't have birthdays, but the, the, the reason the Jewish holidays don't fall on the same day of the, same day of the calendar every year is because uh, it, it falls on the same day of the Jewish calendar every year, but the Jewish calendar is a different length than the calendar we're talking about, so it comes up on a different day. So that's why. Right. right. So, um, so this year... Hanukkah is the, I believe, 10th through the 18th, but next year it may be um, different dates. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. And so this year, do you know the, the year, the lunar year this year? I believe it's 5,781. Am I right? I, 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 I have no reason to doubt that. I'm sorry, I don't. So we don't... Bible is called the Tanakh, 
which stands for Torah, Nivim, and Tuvim. So it's uh, like, I forgot the acronym, it's Hebrew. The Tanakh, the T sound, stands for the word Torah, which is the first five books of Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Although those are not the names of the Jewish Bible, but that's how we refer to it. Then the second grouping of books is uh, the N sound, which is Nivim, which are prophets. And then the final is the uh, uh, sound, which is Tuvim, which is Tanakh. And so that's writing, like Psalms, Proverbs, and things like that. The story of Hanukkah actually took place in Tud, I think in part because the story took place, or the happening took place after the Torah was written. And so the, 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 book, the two books of Maccabee are not in the Tanakh, they're not in the Jewish Bible. But the story uh, essentially comes from a combination of that and something called the Talmud. So the, the, the story goes in general that when Moses brought Torah down, or the Ten Commandments down from um, Mount Sinai, there was the written law that was brought down, and it was also called the oral law. Because there's a bunch of uh, traditions that are passed down generation to generation. There's this destruction of the temple, I believe, uh, the, there was an attempt made to write down the oral law. That oral law found its way into what's called the uh, Talmud, which is uh, essentially a, a number of books of laws with uh, commentary around them. And that's where many of the Jewish traditions that you see. As an example, uh, you know, uh, traditional Jews that eat kosher don't mix milk and meat. But if you look in the, the Torah or the Bible, there's no prohibition against that. The prohibition is saying, uh, uh, boiling a, a calf with its mother's milk. From that rule in the Torah comes uh, what are uh, these additional rules that are kind of buried about in the, the uh, Talmud, which would be not that you can't have like chicken and milk in the same meal. I don't, I don't personally keep kosher, but that would be. So there's other rules don't work on the Sabbath. Be one. Um, uh, the, the rules about cleanliness, for example. And, and uh, women and uh, the menstruation, which is something. There's a, a number of there's an, there's an infinite number of rules, and I think to a certain extent that probably gave rise. I would think I understand it to Christianity because uh, the rules were were so I think would be so burdensome. And as I understand it, you guys can help me on that. Um, Jesus was able to leave it. You guys can help me with that part. That's the connection where he was able to. Fulfill the rules, I guess, and it is the belief that him, rather than the focus on the rules, is what is what uh, what Christians are able to do. I believe, but that, I'm not saying that as I know. I'm saying that that's what I understood. Well, yes, sir, you're right, because uh, it's in Act, the Book of Acts. Okay, where there was a uh, Paul who was uh, destroying the uh, Christians at that time, and uh, it was Peter. Also, where he was, uh, he's the one that was invited to dinner. Well, also was short, he was invited to dinner, but he said, Yes, I had a vision where some fish came down. They had a whole lot of different things. He said, I can't eat those things, but I'm a Jew. And they happened to be kind, and he went, went there to a meeting where he was, and Christmas during there with other people also. That's where they did it. had to be in a mind that, that, that what you just spoke of there, that was, that he kind of said that, you know, there was a different tradition. And they all, they all came together there and defeated them. That's what the facts are. And the, the, the next thing that's a little bit different, as I have a number of friends that are, that are Christian, both by choice and by the fact that it's unavoidable in the United States, but 
is uh, there's more of a focus on the here and now. Well, relatively speaking, there's two things. There's more of a focus on the here and now. If you ask me what's supposed to happen in the afterlife, I would give you not a quizzical look. It's obviously something I think about, but it's not necessarily something that has a definitive, that I've been given as a uh, definitive answer. The other thing, the other major difference I've seen is that Jews don't proselytize. So I don't get, and I don't, I mean, this jokingly, but not, I don't think offensively, like, I don't get any extra points for getting you to be Jewish. And so it's not so much that I don't want someone else to be Jewish. I love them to be whatever they want to be, but there's no, there's no mandate in Judaism to go and spread the word of Judaism. So that's, that's another, uh, another difference that, that I've seen. And, you know, I was talking to Martina about something uh, uh, similar to this earlier. I was saying that, you know, um, the children, of course, learn um, Hebrew and the Torah very early in, in life. And then, of course, you have the Bar Mitzvah but at the age of 13. But um, the Torah seems to be uh, living in each person. And then you don't need the writing um, in order to know the Torah, I always find fascinating. It's, it's definitely a tradition. There's definitely an infusion of a cultural infusion along with some of these aspects that you're talking about. I think, um, you know, you grow up in it, you went to Hebrew school as a child, obviously learned Hebrew, became a bar mitzvah, and there's something special. It's so, I used to be a tutor when I was a public defender. I tutored kids for farm about this as well to make extra money. And it's a nine like a nine month process. It varies depending on which kind of how observant you are. But it's a significant you know, you're leading the service as a as a, as a thirteen year old child. And you're standing up in front of a congregation next to the rabbi and the cantor and you're you're leading a service that you've had to learn a significant amount of the language that you otherwise wouldn't know. And learn to sing various uh, songs that are there's a certain mm -hmm. notes essentially that are attached to the words in the Torah in Hebrew, but of course they're not they're not listed there. You have to memorize them. And so that that coming of age or showing yourself the ability to put your mind to something and do it, I think is, is a big deal. Now of course it's been overshadowed in some cases by the parties and the craziness that comes after this. But the but the point of it is is uh, you got to go, you know, I wanna see that you have the ability and the willingness to keep your butt in the seat to learn what needs to be learned so that we get up and present to the congregation. I think that is something special. The other thing I would point out about Judaism, which I found to be, which I found to be very beautiful when I'm able to yeah, do it, is the Sabbath. And uh, the traditional Sabbath, uh, you're not supposed to work. And the question is, what does work mean? And work means uh, anything that needed to be done to build the temple. No, no, to build the temple. Anything that needed to be done to build, I believe, the temple in the desert. Uh, but but in any event, it, 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 especially with translators, you can't start a fire, you can't carry things around, a number of things. And so and so the traditional Sabbath is I've been a while at this point, but you don't turn lights on and off, you don't cook. And so everything, your ability to affect the world around you, you purposely stop. And so you you don't drive. Um, maybe you have a dinner Friday night in the morning, you go to service but it's more of a day to spend with the family. And then the times I've been able to do it, when they're essentially time, time itself is removed from the day, it's a really very freeing experience. And I found that to be very enjoyable. Well, I'm sure there's some Christians who practice the Sabbath in a similar way. Yeah, I, 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 I
Let's get yeah. into the education of the Hebrews or, or the Jewish community. You start the people early. We do. We do. Now, now, I think part of the reason for that is, and, and uh, uh, I, I will tell you, when I graduated from law school, I remember my grandmother, who came over from Russia, she said to me, she goes, David, at least they can't take that away from you. I remember thinking, well, who the hell's they? But, uh, you know, I see like somebody who's they might like, say, which is obvious, I can say, whatever. But, but I think what happened is, that was very precious to us so we learned the same lesson that that um you know it was the one thing that they can't take away from you once you learn to, to read and write yes and that that i think has been the yeah and I, I i there are it's always sad for me when i see that there's a significant rift of, in some cases jews and the, and the african-american community and i don't know i don't believe that was always the case but uh, there is so much in common in terms yeah. of uh, in terms of and I don't I don't want I don't mean to be so terrible in terms of the hardship that, that the black community has gone through because I don't want to I'm not suggesting that you know that the Jews have by any means but at the same time there are some similarities both in how when the sign said that we would or whatever else it was the black because of Jews and Jews are actually just what they were able to pass I think to explain the phrase in part I think but. There's so much similarity in the experience. And, and, and it's also economic, too, I think, in, in major cities, uh, because Jews are merchants. <laughs> um, African-Americans ended up having to go Jews for several services um, and help the social But I think most of it was propaganda, really. Um, as, as a lot of things are in our country, um, the, the people who are in control have the power then pit others against each other, like poor whites and poor blacks. You know, we're all in the same um, it, There's a tendency for us to have um, conflict. Um, I know you've discussed the food and everything, but you never did discuss the wine. I like wine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wine is okay. It's pretty sweet, though. 
Yeah, it is. It is. It's very much a uh, Mogan David and other wines. Are just, they are extremely sweet wines. I, I, I don't know why it's always been that way. Yeah. Yeah, we have grape juice. It's, 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 we have grape juice sometimes wine. But yeah, the Mogan David and Manischewitz, they are the two, the two major brands. Now, you can look. There is actually kosher wine, which is unusual because the term kosher, when you see on food, is... Uh, Either how the animal is killed, or the certified doesn't have like an animal product, for example, if it has a cheese or something else. But there is kosher wine, and I think it has to go through a certain process to be deemed kosher. But I, I never understood what, what exactly that meant. I think the versions of it were such that people wanted to make sure that it, uh, the wine was not messed with, I guess, along the way, so people would observe it perhaps. But, uh, but yeah, let's go on. Well, um, I'm going to ask you one last thing, Dave, before we let you go and, and go on to Miss Taylor and talk to her. Um, sure. Yeah, she's online. But uh, we are, uh, of course, in this pandemic, and everything has uh, been affected by it. Has um, the celebration of Hanukkah affected by um, the pandemic in COVID? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh so, so I will tell you one of the similarities I've seen in the community, the black and Jewish community, is that food, celebration, group families coming together is a big part of the revolution. And because of the various age groups, for example, we were not able to be with our parents because of the fear of COVID. Um, we're not, no one's going to church or not, I mean, no one's going to synagogue or temple. It's all by Zoom, and so you lose that community feel. I think that, and closeness of family, I think that together, that has made a major impact. Yeah, yeah. Well, we hope you have a wonderful celebration with your family, even though it's by Zoom, and we sure. hope you all are able to get together um, next year. And I thank you very much. I don't know if anybody else has any other questions. Well, I, I, know, I will get back with you, uh, Mr. Bill. I need to ask you several things. Um, I appreciate you bringing us up to date about how about anything Hanukkah, I got corrected over here. But we appreciate all the wisdom you can bestow upon us, and we should pass question. it on. I got a quick uh, question, MC, just uh, just out of per perspective and holidays. Uh, from doing some of my research, uh, it indicated that Hanukkah, although it was a holiday for the uh, Jewish community to celebrate, it wasn't one or, or, or the most one of the most significant or the major holidays that the Jewish community does celebrate throughout the year. So could you just briefly cover some of the major uh, Jewish holidays that you do celebrate and why, uh, so that you sure. have an idea of the celebrations that you all uh, put in place? And that's a lot. Why don't you just the New Year and um, Yom Kippur, which I think is the... Well, sure. Yeah, no, go ahead. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Which I think is the, um, I, I think the, the, the major... Celebration um, is Yom Kippur. Am I right? Well, sure. So just real quick, uh, you'll know it's a major Jewish holiday when certain holidays you don't, you're not allowed to work on, just like the Sabbath. And that uh, Rosh Hashanah, which is means the beginning of the year, the Jewish year, Yom Kippur, which is the day of the Sabbath. With Hanukkah, you can do whatever you want. There is no prohibition against work on that day. And uh, and it is a relatively minor holiday. What's made it a major holiday? Christmas. 
because you've got everyone getting excited about Christmas. It's all in the stores, everything like that. And I think Jewish kids want to have something to celebrate as well. And so Hanukkah all of a sudden goes from something minor to to eight, nine, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who came up with that idea, but, uh, <laughs> but that was. I think that was an influence. But the, but the other holidays are so the big ones are the Passover is really big, really big. Uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, pretty much the three, the three big ones uh, that I think Jews celebrate and you know, that's not going to work. They usually take off. Stand by, ladies and gentlemen. We're still having trouble with the, uh, the phone connection. I'm sorry, but the person you... Scott is here. Yeah, I was trying to reach Scott. Okay. Uh, Miss Stella, um, I guess we'll let uh, Rona introduce you again. Um, and I heard a lot about you, but you need to enlighten us about 
your form of, uh, what is it, uh, tell me the correct saying. Hanukkah? No, I know Hanukkah. But you brought, you and Miss uh, Rona Holloman Hughes, y'all belong to another segment of the Jewish uh, religion. The Messianic Congregation. Yes. Yes. Um, now, these are Jewish people who have uh, come to the true knowledge of Jesus, uh, which is in Hebrew, Yeshua, Hamashiach, uh, Jesus the Messiah. Yeshua is his Hebrew name. And um, and they became born again. They're like the first believers um, when Jesus came in Acts. Um, when uh, the Holy Spirit came, when he said, I, I, I have to leave right now. But when there's someone who's going to come and be with you, and that was the Holy Spirit. So they were the first believers in Yeshua, in Jesus, during that time. So these believers here in the Messianic movement are these people who uh, have been born again. They believe in uh, Christ, Jesus Christ as their Messiah, and uh, have the Holy Spirit living in them. Can you MC Richardson, uh, host and executive producer, can you distinguish the difference between Israelites and your group? The uh, Hebrew Israelites? Yes. Well, the uh, Hebrew Israelites, they, they're still... Uh, they're Go ahead. That was the airport. Yeah, we might have lost uh, Ira, so let me try him again. Okay. I'm sorry, but the person you called him. Uh. Try again. I'm sorry, but the person. I'm sorry, but the per. They don't believe in the Messiah, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ or Yeshua Hamashiach, uh, his Hebrew name. And also, they don't go past the New Covenant, the New Testament. Uh, they only believe as far as the Old Covenant or Old Testament. So their beliefs are really different. Um, what similarities we do have, I believe, is actually who we are. Now, my beliefs are a little different um, in the knowledge of uh, our identity. And... I have come to a knowledge and belief that according to Deuteronomy 28, 
when we read Deuteronomy 28, it really identifies who the Hebrews are. And I agree with the Hebrew Israelites as far as who the Hebrews are. And those who, according to Deuteronomy 28, and because of our... Um, disobedience to God when he says not to turn to other gods and worship and follow them, we disobey. And because of our disobedience, we fell into uh, slavery. So my belief in who we are uh, um, is quite different. Now, when it comes to Hanukkah, and because I have read God's word, I believe that as being believers and reading in Maccabees, we are very known for revolt. And so our belief in rededicating ourselves to God at this time, uh, Hanukkah is also known as the Festival of Life. It is also in the Festival of Life stands for dedication. And so we as being African-Americans, uh, can take this time to be rededicate ourselves to the Most High as far as being the Hebrews that we are. So Hanukkah is really important to me because it gives me an opportunity to share to a people who not only they don't know who they are, but hopefully I can share and enlighten our people as to who we are and that we are people of, uh, of some importance. And our history goes way beyond uh, 1611 when they brought our people over here in ships. So this is the time for me to uh, just share, share that knowledge on who we are and hopefully see our people come to the true light and knowledge and uh, and be open and do some research to find out and to share and spread that love to where we can have unity amongst ourselves and be the people that God created us to be. And Ms. Taylor, there is a uh, lost tribe that uh, is believed to be a tribe of Black um, Hebrews, is that correct? Yes. Um, and can you uh, tell us more about uh, that? Well, DNA has shown that um, even taking DNA from people of color here, uh, our DNA has reached back into uh, the, uh, a tribe in Africa called the Limba tribe. Uh, there are several different tribes in Africa that through DNA we have been connected to. Now what happened was, uh, 70 AD, our Messiah had, had told us that Jerusalem was, Jerusalem was gonna fall. So our people, we went from Jerusalem down through the northern part, down to the western part of Africa or the Sahara, all the way down to, they attracted our people to, um, there's a, 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 a area on the coast where it's called the Slave Coast, the Ivory Coast, 
Well, in that area was a tribe called Judah. Well, our people who escaped oppression from Romans, from the Greeks, we fled. But because we are a people who were despised by other African tribes, because here we are a people that God taught us all that we know. And he's chosen us to be a light to the world. So when we migrated to where we were in Africa, we didn't do the idolatrous things that the Most High told us not to do. And it caused some envy. And I believe because it caused some envy and hatred toward us, we were tied in and they showed us, showed our oppressors where to get our people and we went from there we were dispersed all over the world and it says from various scriptures in the word of god how judah would be dispersed around the world why for slavery we're the only group of people that meet that criteria that's true that's true Thank you. And I know when I was speaking to you earlier, you were cooking up a storm for your uh, Hanukkah celebration uh, tomorrow. Um, can you tell us uh, what's on the menu and uh, when I can stop by and get a place? <laughs> Come by any time after 3.30. <laughs> I have, uh, I don't eat pork. Um, what happened to me was, in my experience with the Most High, over 20 years ago, I was reading his word about Passover. And uh, it was, my eyes became open. And I said, well, Father, how come we're not observing the Passover? We, we, you delivered us from slavery. And so I wanted to know more about his feast day. And so I've learned, I went, and that's where I, I learned what I learned from going to the synagogue. But even then through scripture, the Holy Spirit had guided me on what to cook. So for years I have not eaten pork. And uh, I eat a lot of lamb. These are foods that we we were accustomed to eating. But because of slavery and what our, our, our forefathers went through, we were given what they wanted us to have so he had to re-educate me on what to eat how to cook it um and 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 various foods like that and so right now i have uh smoked turkey brisket and other and, and the, the list can go on but um like i said i don't eat the pork so and I uh, learned not to um, mix my dairy with my eat my beans for breakfast and just various things. But um, I'm still learning because I, I told the Most High, I want him to teach me and show me. Um, I, I believe that when he teaches us and re-educates us on what he wants us to know, it will not be oppressive. Any questions from any of the other hosts? Well, I, I do have a question. I, I know that there are 
just like there are different forms of religion that are similar, like Baptist and Methodist and, and Catholic and, and different beliefs that are understood across the religions, but but even in within some of the religion sects, there are differences. Are there differences in types of uh, Jewish or, or uh, Judaism beliefs that you guys have, like different types of churches with, with the Jewish individuals um, you celebrate, but there's different from other types of Jewish churches or Jewish beliefs that you guys believe in? Does that well, make sense? Yes, yes. There are different sects of Judaism. Um, they, they have the Reformed, they have the Orthodox. Um, and, and with those different sects, then they have their own different uh, beliefs. They they have a tendency to do things a little differently. Um, I, I was listening to Mr. Bell, and he mentioned about not cooking, not, uh, I mean, some, some, the Orthodox, they get really strict in their beliefs, and it can be oppressive. You know, uh, when I went to Israel, I had to touch the elevator. They could not touch the elevator to go to their room on the Sabbath day, and they asked me to touch the, push the button so they can go to their room in the hotel. So, um, Different, there's different beliefs depending on the sect. However, messianic beliefs, but with the messianic movement, we have a redeemer called Jesus Christ or Yeshua or Mashiach. And with him, there's just no oppression. With him, there's so much liberty. Even in uh, if if we do err, error, then one reason he died for is for our sins, and his blood atones us. So uh, they're still looking for their Messiah. They're still looking for that one to come to redeem. We already believe that he's come, and he came two thousand years ago. So yes, there is a difference in our belief. And are the um, holidays that you celebrate and the majority of the other beliefs still the same? Yes, uh, the, the, it's the same. The only difference is we include our Messiah. Okay. We we include our Messiah and uh, and the things that we do. We everything points to Him. Even in the in the old covenant, uh, all different feast days of the Most High, they all point to our Redeemer. And he's come to this to this earth, and he has died for our sins. So that's the difference between um, uh, how they celebrated versus the Messianic movement. Okay. Are there any programs? I know it's difficult to do things um, during the COVID, and during the you know, shutdown for the pandemic. But are there any activities or anything that you want to promote now that either your church or your organization or somebody is going to be doing? Um, to celebrate the Hanukkah this year? Well, they, um, over our lives, they have been, uh, even during a uh, pandemic, at one time they, there was completely no services, and then they gradually allowed people to come as long as they stayed uh, within the 
the safe social distancing. Uh, right now, they are uh, in are um, participating in services for Hanukkah and the festivities there. Uh, Ms. Keller, I, we're about to come to the end of the program, but a few things I would like to ask you. Um, how many would part of your group? I know uh, Ms. Holloman Hughes is part of the group. How many are in Kansas City or in the metro area? As far as Messianic believers? Yes. And or synagogues or... Um, well... Messianic believers. Mm -hmm. Well, I look at it. I look at it like this: like those who believe uh, are believers in the Messiah. Uh, maybe their eyes have been enlightened and open as far as um, the connection between us and uh, Messianic, the Messianic Jewish congregation. I would say. Several thousands, but I, I couldn't put a number on it. Um, I, I believe that some people may not be as open about their beliefs, uh, depending on some personal persecutions that they may have. With. Well, let me ask you: Is it open? Uh, do you have to go to a ritual to become part of your sect? I use that. I'm probably saying the wrong word. No. no, no, no. There's no ritual. It's 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 not um it's not a cult. Um, it's it's. Well, not I didn't mean that. One. But no, I know, I know. Uh, since you're on the since you on the show, was I gonna ask you? What about our boy Sammy Davis Jr.? He said he was a black Jew. Was that a religion, or how do you raise him? How did you raise him? Okay, you know, that's, 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 um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw a picture of Sammy Davis Jr., and that very question came to me, and okay. this is, and it, and it made me think about a few things, so, and I heard him say that, so, I can look at it, we can look at it one or two ways, we can look at it that he went to a, a Jewish organ, a congregation, uh, at, and um, he attended a Jewish congregation and acted, act, actively practiced Judaism, or he came to the true knowledge of who he is, his true identity of being a Hebrew, and proclaimed it. Okay, let me ask you, is there any way that... You can be reached. Should we go through Miss Rhonda Holloman Hughes? Yes, yeah. you can reach her through me. Okay. And, um, you know, we can always uh, reach out to Orhala Am. And there's also, I believe, another Messianic synagogue in uh, Westport. Um, okay. The Messianic movement. All right. Uh, can anyone uh, share with us again? Uh, uh, how you can be reached if you want to be reached, and we just go from there before we close out this segment. Well, if 
Martina Peterson. You can reach me through MC. If you can call the municipal court in Kansas City, but you probably won't get a chance to get through to me. So the quickest way to get a hold of me is going through MC. This is Rona Holloman Hughes. Um, as you know, I'm assistant uh, federal public defender. You can reach me at um, rnn underscore hughes at yahoo.com. You can reach me on Twitter, Rona Hughes. And you can reach me on Instagram. And I want to say um, before we, we leave that, you know, um, we all should take this uh, uh, knowledge about this um, vaccine and look into it and um, ask your health care providers whether or not they think it's safe. Um, before we uh, take it, I've had to ask my healthcare uh, provider, and if he says it's safe, I'm going to let everybody know when I get it. And um, and uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Facebook, not Facebook, on uh, Twitter and um, Instagram, and see if it's for sale. I just want to say we really enjoy each and every one of ours. Did you yeah. want to tell the people how you can be reached? Yeah,
be standing on the corner, corner 12th Street, right? 